All right, this is our first installment of Lost in the Deep End to Infinity and Beyond. Um, if you haven't read, we are talking about psychedelics. So this is another subcategory of episode that we're going to be doing. Um, I am your host, uh, Mike Turpin, and I have my sidekick host, Matt, introduce yourself. I'm Matt Bressler. Cool. Hell of an introduction. And we want to talk about psychedelics. It's something that I was very excited when I knew I was going to be making this podcast, that it was going to be like my first time really getting a chance to podcast about psychedelics. Mm -hmm. um, it's something I've wanted to talk more about. I have a lot of people probably in my friend circle online who have vested interest in my conversations about it. And it's not something I just want to blast all over Instagram <laughs> all day long. Yeah. Especially where I'm funneling other content like jujitsu, whatnot. Right, right. But I figure if we release it in its own subcategory, if every two infinity and beyond episode is something psychedelic related, um, even if it's just the fact that we're having a conversation on psychedelics, it doesn't even matter. I like the idea of whatever we feel like doing under that spectrum could make it to one of these episodes. Mm -hmm. Now, coincidentally, since it's our inauguration, inaug inaug what do you want? Inauguration? Inauguration, I think. Inauguration. <laughs> Be careful how you say that one. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, I, we had to pregame accordingly. We recorded a music <laughs> podcast before this, and right before that we had a, a decent chunk of a caramel edible, mm -hmm. pot edible. We had a little bit of mushroom tincture. I would say just above a microdose for sure. Uh -huh. Somewhere above <laughs> microdose level. Yeah. But I'm here. We're good. Was able to get mm -hmm. this thing rolling. It's not like, you know, we're, we're experienced. We know what's up. <laughs> um, and this is, we're, we're having a little bit of alcohol going around. So this one is not, because sometimes I talk about psychedelics on my Instagram where maybe some people will have already heard me talk about it and it's very like more literal and mm -hmm. maybe informative and almost like a class teacher type shit. This is going to be, I just want to talk about the fun that <laughs> any level, and it doesn't necessarily have to be psychedelics, but I like this to be drug corner essentially <laughs> to infinity and beyond is the play. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, my experiences yeah. and my interests, I mean, any of our guests could talk about whatever they want, but that's pretty much the, the part that I'm interested in. Yeah, definitely. So we, uh, I, I just wanted to, because so many people, when I, when I listen to podcasts, they talk about being drunk. They, they talk, mm -hmm. I mean, they talk about other stuff too. And people always talk about, just getting fucked up, getting drunk. I was so drunk, this and that. Yeah. People talk about getting stoned, but yeah. they don't really open up about much else. But, I mean, shit, you know, what is what is the big difference as far as, like, if you're just going to go out on a Saturday and you had to pick something to do and you had to say you had to work Sunday. Let's say you go out on a Saturday and you're like, I've got to work Sunday. A lot of the shit we do is probably better off and more responsible if you're considering day-to-day -day life. Yeah. There's a risk involved. Don't get me wrong. You can lose your mind. I know plenty of people who have lost their mind. Um, but, you know, this, this is our first episode talking about it. We probably should just uh, 
say, well, I'll just say a topic or I'll say a thing and we can each kind of say our experience level to a degree and our thoughts on it or our favorite parts or maybe our biggest worries, but we'll navigate when we get there. Mm-hmm. What was the first, I'll talk about whatever. So your first, the first psychedelic you ever did was acid. Yeah, right? it was acid. Mm-hmm. So just tell me what, in any sort of way, what do you remember? Like, what is the most memorable part of that experience? I took it with my friend, and um, I just remember we were tripping for a while, and I didn't feel super fucked up for a while. And then he left and left me alone, and I was playing guitar, and I and visually stuff like changed a lot, and I felt so just like different, and just I just remember loving it, loving just looking at everything so differently and being able to play guitar so differently and just the thoughts going through my head i i just it was so um it just blew my mind kind of yeah that that's uh it's it definitely i mean i can recall my first experience was mushrooms and Mm -hmm. i can remember when it first hit visually that's the moment, if, you, if you've never tripped before, the moment in which the visuals begin yeah. is definitely when you're like, oh my God, this yeah. is really happening. Because mm-hmm. thoughts are one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have different types of thoughts and you might not be as aware of just how whatever you are, or you mm-hmm. could describe it in a way that, that makes somewhat of sense, right? Right. But there is nothing like the first time you see some shit that is different. (laughs) Yeah. When it really hit me, I was looking out over uh, trees. I was at a friend's on a friend's deck. We were out back, Mm -hmm. and I was watching just the trees. How people say, you know, things breathe. The walls breathe. This with all the trees, it was fall, so there were different colors, and I could see the lines where the the person who cut the grass had cut the grass in a certain right, way. Right, right, And I just remember thinking that you know this just looks so insane. It was very geometric, like the lines right. stood out, the the colors and everything. I was like, oh my god! It was almost like it was dancing at me. Yeah, in yeah. a way, they like wave. <laughs> yeah, and and that was really. Really something else. Bud, my dog is being obnoxious. Go lay down, bud. You got to go lay down. Come on. All right. That was a Connor break. No more Connor breaks allowed or Connor goes to his room. It's a rule. <laughs> womp, womp. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, the visuals. I would, is that, that's what makes psychedelics so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, you're looking at something that is unlike anything you you could have ever fathomed Mm -hmm. unexplainable and when you're imagining it right now are you actually able to see in your head what that looked like not really right i I can like like maybe a couple pictures of things that i distinctly remember happening but not really you can't really recreate that without being there (laughs) that is the most interesting part to me about Mm -hmm. psychedelics it's true it requires you to be in the experience to understand and process <laughs> and relate. It's, it's, you're no longer able to understand or remember or have those sort of senses anymore. Once you're gone from whatever it opens about your senses, 
once you're no longer in that state, you're no longer able to think of these sort of things. You're no longer able to imagine these sorts of things. Nothing looks like that. You can't do it on a computer. You can't do it in your head. You can do it agree in ways, but it's nothing like being there in the moment. Yeah, it's really hard to recreate without actually being there. (laughs) Yeah, so I would say me the way... I've had most of my experiences of that sort of thing as far as the mushrooms or acid. I've done mushrooms a good bit more. You've had more experience from acid as far as like probably prolific and Mm -hmm. you've never really had a giant mushroom experience, right? Correct, yeah. So it's just been a little bit more soft in Mm -hmm. in the way you've felt that. Um, Do you think, like, dude, how often, uh, this is a good question on acid. Mm Mm-hmm. How often has it gone south? Um, there definitely sometimes have been parts of it where I'm very uncomfortable, but not usually. I usually don't find that it that I look back on the trip and think it was bad. I can't count very many unless there were times where. I drove, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that kind of took a trip like south because it's just so nerve wracking. It's it's not bad idea. No, no, yeah, yeah. I would never do it again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a terrible it's, it's, idea. It's, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's not fun at all. <laughs> um, yeah, and that can turn or like a bad moment can turn it. But honestly, I don't have um very many bad experiences that, like with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, for the most part, I've lucked out. Now, I've gone a bit extreme. You know me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when I had access, yeah. like, when I first had access to mushrooms, dude, I was eating them every weekend. <laughs> and I, yeah. when I first got my hands on DMT, or especially there was a chunk, dude, where I know I intentionally put myself through a period of time where I did it regularly. But before I really knew what I was getting into, when I first got it, and when I first started experimenting it, like hard, I went hard. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it that regularly, but it was regularly enough where even at that point, when you go from having never experienced it to even if you're doing it like once a month at that time, mm-hmm. it was a lot to process. Life was changing, not the way I was. Like when, right. when people say life changes, I think they immediately, a lot of people think like, oh, what did you used to be sad and now you're happy? Or <laughs> what did you go from being a type of person to another type of person or like what changed? No, literally life changed. What I witnessed changed heavily. Life (laughs) no longer is the same having gone through that, whether or not you change as a person, as far as like the way you talk, the, the person you are, whether or not there's any effect other than just the experience life inevitably changed because you can't help even if you don't like look at a tree and all of a sudden you have a relationship with it or you don't think of things through a psychedelic lens you can't help like when you think of your most extraordinary psychedelic experience if that was just the only one that you had I mean just knowing that you went through that for the rest of your life is very different perspective than having not. Oh yeah, definitely. It gives you a different perspective on life. And it also, yeah, it, ma- it just makes you 
see everything from a different angle and you can incorporate that into your life and you have i mean you're forced to because <laughs> right. once you see it you can't unsee it <laughs> yeah exactly it's just a part of something that you did whether or not you can put your finger on anything other than that was a big part of life it's yeah. inevitably one of the biggest parts of life you've ever experienced <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> you know like if we went through something you know a plane crash Soul survivor or something, trapped, thinking you're going to die, whatever. It, it, even if, like, like life is different after that. You just have a unique perspective. There are mm -hmm. literal things where you could say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I don't take life for granted or I face death in a way. There are definitely things like that that psychedelics bring out. No, I, even without that, literally just the decision you have in front of you of doing them or not doing them, experiencing them or not experiencing them. That is one of the biggest decisions in life. Huh. It's, yeah, interesting. One of the most affecting biggest decisions in life. That's a good point I never thought about, but it is. it was a huge like decision in my life. Like I didn't think I would do it and then slowly like started coming around to it. It was so that is interesting and it has changed my life so that decision made a big impact. Yeah, it's inevitably one of the biggest decisions that you made. Mhm. Mm yeah, definitely. It's so defining in a weird way. The perspective right. you gain from it it, it stands out stronger than anything. And I'm, I'm, I've done a lot of different things. You know, I've been a part of a lot of groups. Nothing is as defining as having even gone through if it was only 1% of the psychedelic experience that I've had. It's right. so epic. I mean, the, the way you think when you think you've experienced, I, I would say one of the craziest things about psychedelics is how often are you in a situation where something is just inevitably grander than you and your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not a dog looking at humans right. that are super advanced. We, we do have animals around us that are very, very advanced, but we're not constantly in awe of them or we're maybe all, we're in awe of like a few things about them, but not overly like, whoa, you are, I am so beneath you in ways, right? Right. There is a personality or an identity or whatever that is cut from, even just the headspace you go in, it's inevitably greater than this. Oh, yeah. They're, Literally yeah. greater. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not even just the, oh, it was a great time. Like, it is just extraordinary and mind-blowing. Magical. Like, it, it, yeah, there is something just, yeah extraordinary unreal about it and nobody who doesn't do it gets it yeah it's impossible to <laughs> and even i've done it I, I only get it so much you know, I, <laughs> some people have a hard stance on psychedelics and they're like i found god on psychedelics or i <laughs> did this or i'm gonna live this spiritual path because of whatever and uh you know they're definitely moved by it and very specific about it. I don't even know what I think of it, dude. I don't even know what I think. And I've done it to the extreme, to the nth degree. I have no clue. All I know is, is that shit is another level. Yeah, that is another level. It's another fucking level. And it is deep and it is crazy and it has its own personality and it's got its <laughs> own way of working. And the more extreme the dose, the, the more like different it gets, yeah, the more definitely. 
the more, you know, because most of my experiences with DMT, that's the one I've done the most. So if you don't really know about that, it's just this really, really, really potent, extreme psychedelic compound that happens to be found in all of us. And it's produced in the body. Mushrooms technically convert in the bloodstream to it. So they're of a similar, they're cut from a similar cloth. But I mean, it's not even close. It's like, you know, a drop of sand on the beach essentially is mm-hmm. the amount. I mean, not quite, <laughs> but, but just to give you an idea, it's more, it's definitely stronger than that. Oh, and it only lasts for about seven minutes, 10 minutes. But if you do enough of it, I mean, you really feel like you meet things. <laughs> and it's not like you slowly got fucked up to the point where you're like borderline dreaming. Like acid might like slowly put you out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely had experiences on acid where I like laid down and could just like go out for like a couple minutes and be like, oh shit, I was in a different place. Like, <laughs> right. But and not, the, not the same. Definitely not the same. Yeah, because... It almost feels like on acid, like, whoa, I got so fucked up yeah. that that happened. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it, for some people, they don't see it that way. But I'm just saying, you could see how that's the case. But DMT, mm-hmm. it's so undeniable. When you yeah. think of your, your strongest DMT experiences, I mean, what you went through was 100% had to be just undeniably something other than you would have to call it the DMT. What would you call it? Um... Yeah, I don't even know. When you thought of tripping before ever experiencing that, you probably thought, oh, it's like uh, running your senses through a filter. Oh, it's like scrambling your brain and things connect in ways that they're mm-hmm. they're not typically connected. You don't think of it as meeting the <laughs> energy of acid, right? You yeah. don't think of it like that. No, 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 no. It is getting fucked up in a way. Yeah, definitely. But DMT, <laughs> I don't know, man. It doesn't feel like that. <laughs> yeah, there is a different feeling about DMT. It looks like you basically just rub the genie lamp <laughs> and some shit pops out. And it's like, yeah, I'm real. And you're like, damn, dude, you're real? It's like, yeah. And it's like, look at all this crazy shit that I can do. And you're like, whoa. And it's like, yeah, all right. Thanks for thanks for seeing me. Come again. Bye. <laughs> Sometimes it's got a sense of humor. I'll never forget the first time, like one of the first times I did DMT. I remember it was joking with me and trying to make me laugh. Now, I can't remember what was going on, but I'm literally in my head looking at a being that is like almost like slapsticky, silly comedy, <laughs> like like stepping on a, a wooden board and it coming up and like a, like right, when you right. step on a uh, rake and it hits your own head. <laughs> yeah. Like it was doing like performance tricks for me that was making me laugh. And then it liked that I was laughing and it just got so insanely out of, pur- I mean, you've never laughed the way you laugh on like one of your first trips. Like have you had a yeah, moment yeah. on psychedelics where you just like, I've never laughed. That <laughs> yeah. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh man. It is crazy. It, and I don't even know what's the best part to talk about as far as just kind of delving in a little. But the other thing that we've done a lot of that the average person may or may not have, we have integrated it into being, you know, I mean, at least, I mean, I've done it out when I've gone out to bars, out to concerts, stuff like that, but we've done it, played music. That's typically when we do it together, it's music related. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. And we've been out at the... uh at an open mic and done it. Mm-hmm. And 
there was a back deck on the open mic that this just gives you an idea. This is, this is a fun, I, I, I don't even know what story to tell, but I'll just say, <laughs> I'll just start off by saying one night we did, I don't know. What, what do we do? Molly mushroom. I don't know if we were, on, we probably were on Molly that night. That might've been the first time we ever did Molly. I brought DMT joints with me, if not the second time. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. I, I mean, I remember that, but I don't remember what we were on. Yeah, so I had joints in them that had DMT in them, <laughs> and we went on the back deck of this bar that we play at, and I had this DMT joint, and we're smoking it. We were already on something that was kind of trippy, and I just remember walking back in and thinking, holy shit, dude, I'm really here. I'm really about to go through this experience, and we're really about to play a set in a few minutes. It was like it was like they had one song left, two songs left, and we went up like not long after we did that. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, I can't remember how it worked. We might have done it twice out on the deck that night, at least once. But that's not the only time I had it up there mixed. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to go up there, dude. Before we started playing together, I used to have it sprinkled in in my the bag of weed I'd bring up there and pack bowls sometimes. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, it's kind of this trippy pot. <laughs> I didn't go into what was in. Now it really didn't have much in it back then, but, um, it, man, it's just so crazy to think how, how different. Sometimes I just think like, what if I never, what if we had never known that this was out there? What, what types of things would you still be glued to that you're no longer glued to? You would probably be a harder skeptic of things, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I, yeah, I would, it changed the way I thought about myself and like my life and my future and like my direction. I don't know. It gave me a weird confidence about the direction I'm taking my life, like almost an encouragement, but I, I don't know if I if I would feel the same about that or my life would be different, like I would want to do something different if, if I didn't have that like encouragement. Right. Yeah. It, it definitely, I'm with you on there as far as just being encouraged by it in a unique way. Yeah. It's, it's like undescribable, but it kind of, I feel like it, it said like, or it reassured me that I was doing like the right thing and, or in the general right or going the way I want to, it made me, want to follow what I want to do, like follow myself, try and like make a life where I can do what I want to do and be confident in that. Right. And with me, it just makes me open to maybe not. I mean, there's certain people where if you're going to be talking about some hippy dippy shit and some spiritual stuff and hit me with Zodiacs and whatnot, (laughs) you better be a pretty impressive human being. Because I'm not wasting my time with some person who doesn't have anything fucking going for him, who thinks they can flip over a tarot card and tell you everything about your life. (laughs) You know, I don't like when people try to hijack these sort of, you know, new new age or not. I don't know if it's new age, but whatever types of things you call that kind of stuff. But they definitely have a little bit of a psychedelic link. But Mm -hmm. since psychedelics, I definitely believe more in signs life gives you signs um i have this thing where i really feel in tune with feeling and sensing the 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 entirety of my relationship with somebody 
And what I mean by that is like when you first meet somebody, there are times where I just have this feeling of almost I can feel the brevity and weight of about like of what is to come with my dynamic of that person. Almost being able to sense it as this infinite, like you remove time, you remove the concept of time, and now you feel you feel and resonate of the entirety of your relationship with somebody to a degree. Right. And I don't know if that makes sense much, but there's definitely something I believe in that I used to not believe in, or I would have thought was the silliest thing, or I would have just said, well, that's a coincidence. And everybody has these sorts of things. And they say this, they say this, but there's no such thing as they say, <laughs> well, they say, or they did a study or what science says. I'm telling you, it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> when you feel something and you sense something and you go through this unique sort of spiritual journey that this kind of guides you to, it really doesn't matter what logic you bring to the table. You, you inevitably believe that there is something big going on about your, your instincts and your gut feelings. And if it's not even the fact that you can see somebody for the entirety, like you see somebody and you almost know like, Hey, be careful. This person's going to do something kind of fucked up or like be weary. You could see how, this person could be toxic for you before you even realize it. And right. the same thing goes with like positive, like you meet someone and you just know, like the second you see them, you already had the feeling that you're going to talk to them that day. You already had the feeling that you're going to talk to them regularly in the next year, two years. You already had the feeling that you're going to date them. Hmm. You at least see the possibility. If it was like, if life played out 10 times, that would happen at least once. <laughs> yeah. Those type of odds. Does that make sense? You yeah. see how at least it's at least it's enough of a possibility that you feel it heavily, whether or not it comes into fruition. I don't know, but almost every time something comes into fruition, I could reverse engineer it and say, I had a feeling, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. And that, that's not overly psychedelic. I'm just thinking out loud with things that it has done. And it gives me the power to sort of believe in these possibilities. Mm -hmm. I believe in things like, a, a collective unconscious. I, I believe in like roles in people's lives and it really makes you consider, you know, you cover a song with the lyric solipsism. Yeah. Do you know much about that? Do you know what that is? Um, yeah, it's, it's like you only believe or you only know that you're real and right. Or that, um, it's, I mean, there's hard solipsism, there's yeah. variations, but the idea would be this. In a dream, there are other people, right? Right, but you're the you're the only one who has like thoughts and like. Or like That's at least the idea of it. That's right. your understanding of it. So right, your right, understanding right. of life would be somewhat similar to that. I mean, you might recognize certain laws and things that apply to life. That it's not literally just saying life is a dream, right. but it's saying that your consciousness is the not only it depends on the level in which. You believe in it, but it could go from saying that's the only one that is very apparent or the only one that like is real to a sense. But then there's like old school hard solipsism, which would be like, you know, that you're the only thing that exists and you go around doing whatever you want as a result. It's my world. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I considered something like that before I ever did psychedelics, and I don't mm. actually believe that. Yeah, yeah. But th yeah, this yeah, is yeah. where I say how I say 
psychedelics made me realize life is poetry. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let's see if we can, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this. When you do a psychedelic like DMT, even though it's inevitably something else, it's mm -hmm. unique to you, right? Right. And that to me is part of the poetry to it. It is about you in a way. It's related to you in a way. It inevitably parts of your life, parts of your history come about. You're going to see it a different way than I see it. Mm -hmm. But if we were to both share stories, we both would realize we're looking at the same thing. Right. To a degree, or at least yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's enough of our understanding mm -hmm. is that we're witnessing something other than us, or it, there's enough of it in there that you would almost have to believe that these other beings or these other things exist, right. but it still seems like an altered version of you and the way you are and, and your life in, in a sense. So what life does to me is it, offers everybody their own unique perspective and experience, just like the psychedelic experience. But, and this is the but that I didn't used to believe in, but we all get a very unique, meaningful experience, or at least I feel like I do, in a way where life talks to us specifically. And that the characters and things and people in our lives are able to break the laws of us not meaning very much. Like we do have a strong meaning in our own lives and in others' lives, within our lives. And life shows us things sometimes. Or we do get the coincidences that or the we get what we need at times in a way that seems deliberate. And we get to play roles in other lives where you almost see the poetic connection and the way that there is something like we're not just witnessing the same thing or there's definitely parts of life or slices of life that are spiritual in nature and seem like life talking to you or being connected in a way that would be like a collective uh, unconsciousness. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. There are definitely. We're, we're tapped into each other in a way that I, I never would have fully believed before. There's something. And we have a way of tapping into something grander than the moment in, in a sense and grander than what we're experiencing. And there is a connection. And when it is your life, it almost feels like you get to not maybe be the star of it, but it's like, it feels like your life talks to you more than it talks to other people. And obviously it does because you're the one experiencing it, but I'm talking about like grandiose things and what are the odds of that or someone telling you something and it just seems spiritual to a sense for me. Mm. I, I've had a lot of experiences over the years and it's not as simple as like the way a psychic would predict your future. It's not as simple as something like that, but like, let's say you are last second. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
boom, you get a call out of the blue. Hey, you know that, that apartment or I had an apartment come up out of nowhere, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, you think you're going to be homeless or something, or there's just things where sometimes when you look for opportunities or opportunities come, it's such an odd time. And sometimes you just feel like, like a a page just whoosh by and it's (laughs) chapter two, chapter three and life adjusts and things in your life change and shift so fucking heavily that it makes it just feel like um, you get to experience something that is talking to you specifically and we all do separately as opposed to us just experiencing the same way. You know, the trip right. looks the same. It talks the same. Everything is literally the same. It's different person to person, but it's the same. Right. And it and it talks to you specifically when it's yours. And I think life is like that. That and, is really interesting. And I don't think I've ever thought of life like that. But yeah, everyone's perception of life is different. And the way everyone experiences life is different. So we, yeah, life is going to talk to them differently. That makes sense, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, that we are all have math-defying, odds-defying experiences. Or at least I, I've lucked out to have a lot of things happen and odd coincidences and odd... You just... The relationships that come at the time they come and the places they go, it feels, you know, they say things are meant to be or that's the path. But God damn, if if things just don't fall into alignment sometimes in a way that feels spiritual, where you where you like you said, just trust the path you're going on. Sometimes I just feel like it's so heavy and so obvious that the only thing I could do is not follow what life tells me so obviously I should be doing. Right. Like it's so glaring sometimes and people hint and then you'll just notice streaks, dude. Like, so I've always like wondered what would be probably the easiest way for me to make a lot of money legally. (laughs) Um, But you know, like make a lot of money so that I could say, open up a gym, do something like that. Right. Okay. I was thinking about that heavily between COVID, right? Um, going back to landscaping. I was thinking about all these things where I was wondering about money. For the mm-hmm. first time in my life, and it was a string, just one after the other, people were telling me that I should get into sales. Right. Now, it hasn't made me go to sales yet. I might never go to sales, but it was a, a moment where like life told me, Dude, if you just want to make a lot of money, you know, whenever you really need to do something, go be a car salesman or go freaking be a heavy equipment salesman or whatever, where there's a lot of, if there's a lot of commission and there's a high ceiling, that's the type of sales job for a guy like me. If I want to make a lot of money, easy, Mm -hmm. easy. If it's Mm -hmm. just about the money and not about anything else, doesn't mean I have to do it. It doesn't mean I won't find money other ways. But life told me in that moment where if I ever make the decision to go into a sales, I expect to be fucking making a lot of money, dude, Mm -hmm. like a lot of money. It just feels right because 
everywhere, dude. I had a guy randomly tell me, hey, what do you do again for work? Now, the guy knew I was a strength and conditioning coach, and he knew I was doing landscaping. He just brought it up randomly. I don't know right. why. We've right. talked about it all the time at the gym. And he goes, man, I don't understand how you're not in sales like me. And he went on to tell me all the money that he had made or that he sells like roofing. Goes around and like bids jobs to put roofs on houses. And he's like, dude, this one sale, like I, I like last month within the first week, I, I made a few sales and I already made, and it was like, I don't know, like 30 grand, 40 grand, something like that in, in, in his first week of a month. And it's like, you know, there's just so much possibility. He goes, dude, I know a lot of guys. If you're the type of person you are, you would make a lot in it. And then right. I met so many more people, dude. I had a guy who I, I was talking to through psychedelic related stuff and he randomly brought it up. He goes, dude, you would make for a good salesman, blah, blah, blah. I never got told that before. And all of a sudden when I'm in this stage in life where I'm like, you know, career changing to a degree, looking for something like that, life tells me. And that's the type of thing I believe in. I don't mean, I don't think it means that that's going to happen. I feel that way with girls. Sometimes I meet a girl and I feel a weight and it's the type of weight that you know you could wind up dating that person. It might not happen, but you, you feel it and you only wind up dating typically girls that you feel that with, at least for me, like historically, when I have met a girl that I'm going to date, I mean, this happens with other girls, but I would bet that if I pushed for it or tried more with those girls or I pursued them, they were people that I probably could date, even if they seemed like, you know, at the time out of my league or whatever. I just had this feeling and it, I was oddly right. And it's not just sensing that they like you, it's sensing that you could like them a lot and they coincidentally could like you back, and you guys could connect. And if you lay it all on the table and try making it happen, it's going to happen. I don't know why. It's just like that one's a bit more abstract as far yeah. as like trying to connect. But you get the idea of how you almost see the possibility of like the heaviness of what could come because a relationship is inevitably heavy, right? right. So when you're meeting somebody for the first time and you get introduced to let's say 10 people in a group of people that are girls, let's say half of them are girls, five girls. Let's say four of them are attractive. You don't know them from, from anybody. You don't know anything about them. You um, already have sensed that that one, that one, if I talk to that one or she talks to me or I can just tell, I can just tell. And I'm, I'm very, before I would have just never thought anything about it. But now I, since psychedelics, I know that sounds so acute and an odd thing to single out because psychedelics shows you all sorts of shit. It makes you consider right. religions. It makes you consider whether or not your dead relatives are out in some spirit world that you can talk to. And you see this shit firsthand. I, I don't know. There's just something heavy out of all those things that strikes me so strong post psychedelics. And it is the sense I get when I meet somebody. And I do, I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is, man. And these people, I still think about to this day, some of them that like, it makes me consider people that I knew from back in the day that I never got to know better, but I had a strong sense of them. Right. I don't know. Sometimes people circle back in life too. That's what it is too. Yeah. Like sometimes, and, and plus I'm a little older than you a little bit where 
sometimes like running into my buddy Pete, that was an extreme coincidence because he was good friends with another one of my buddies. So when he started doing jujitsu, um, and I started seeing him there, it was an odd coincidence. And then we right. became good friends for a while, but he was somebody I kind of knew in the past. It was just odd that he circled back in, in right, ways. Right. And there are people who circle back into your life that it's surprising that they circle back in. It doesn't make sense. The odds don't lay there. And when you remembered meeting them, it almost felt like there was unfinished business between you and them in a way hmm. that that's a little bit, I probably shouldn't rant any longer about that or else I'll just talk in circles forever. Uh, that's pretty interesting though. Yeah. I've ne that's stuff I've never really considered or that's, I don't really experience that. I don't think a lot, but uh, you know, maybe I just don't have that many experiences to draw from, to think about it as much. Yeah. I mean, I think back when, when I met you for the first time, it was a it was an odd thing the way you approached mm -hmm. me to play guitar because yeah, nobody too, else yeah. had done that and you were really good and I was bad. You don't approach other people at the mic asking them if you could play lead very often or it's not something no. that you were like known to do. Nope. And here we are in the situation we are and it was just <laughs> very odd. And and it that is true. That is odd. <laughs> yeah, those are the sorts of things I recognize right. and. It just, it just makes you wonder. It makes you wonder what draws you to somebody and why you know that they're somebody that you want to have like in your life in a weird way, or you know that it's it's good to go in that direction. Right, right, right. I don't know what. I don't know, but I trust my gut with it, and I believe that it's a part of life showing you options. Hmm. Interesting. That's yeah. a better. It's not. It's a gray area. It's not like literal. Like you have to do this or you are going to do this. It is fate. Everything is completely meant to be. It just likes to show you some options are on the table <laughs> the way I experience it right. in that spiritual sense. Um, it, it can show you grandiose things. Like I've had some, some DMT experiences, dude, where like I think it showed me somebody in a horrific extreme way, more so to show me like if you hang around somebody toxic like this, you can literally wind up and boom, they're suing you over some random shit in your head. You're like, I've had these bizarre premonitions that aren't true because there's no way it would come into fruition, but it'll show you like somebody stabbing you in the back and like right. not killing you, but mm. kind of like the, the, the lengths in which they take things. And it's an accurate portrayal of that person. And you get how it, it definitely sets you in your place or it makes you look at that person like in a weary way. And sure as shit, some of them have turned out to be exactly the way that it tried showing me. Right. Even if what it showed me was way more higher volume or it had to get its point across. It right, had right. to like, it, it's weird. Psychedelics show you things. And then when you remove the psychedelics, you just start realizing that life does. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. For, for me, uh, I don't know. It's all so abstract. It's so yeah. hard to put your finger on. It definitely is hard to put your finger on. Mm. It, yeah. I'm, I'm glad just to kind of talk freely without any sort of like idea because, you know, I mean, I, I could definitely do it all day and it would probably <laughs> bore people like crazy. But it is just, would you say that one of the, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. You inevitably have experienced new vision that is a weight 
in a way, not in a weight that's necessarily bad, but it's definitely some sort of weight to carry with you that you have tapped into this infinite, crazy, everything comes to like, everything in your life comes up to that one moment and boom, you're on this like crazy fucking experience. Like, I don't know if if your most intense DMT experience was to that level, but like sometimes I, I just watch everything that life has ever been come together for this one moment in my life and everything is coming together for this like, yeah, like the fireworks show. Huh, that's interesting. No, I don't think I've ever experienced quite that. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I guess we'll go a few more minutes on this. There was something else I thought of. I thought of something else I wanted to talk about. Um, I had a buddy say something that was kind of interesting to me, and it was something I had never considered, and it's not something that I've been been glued to, so... I don't know what I think, but he was like, and he's somebody who's only done psychedelics a, a handful of times. So it was odd for him to say this. He goes, I think I would only want to be with somebody and date somebody who was willing to go through this experience with me. That's interesting. Isn't that odd? I mean, it was just, an, it was, it was right. a very, very interesting perspective. So his experiences made him think that for him to connect to somebody with somebody and to see somebody for who they were and to be open with them and for them to be open with him and to like trust in each other and like kind of take a level, I guess there's like a layer of transparency, I guess that comes right. of it or whatever it is. Spiritual transparency, <laughs> I guess is kind of what he was after, but right. he felt strongly about it where he literally told his girlfriend, he, that's what they were going to do when he would talk to me. He goes, I told her, it's like, I've, exp I've experienced it. Even if you've experienced it, if you honestly like want to take it to the level where we want to spend the rest of our lives together, he goes, I think it's important for us to just one time, it doesn't have to be any more than that, do a psychedelic together. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean. If it's that important to your life and you believe in it that strongly that it changes your life for a, for a po in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Plus the experience of doing it with someone is very, it is very like bonding. Yeah. <laughs> it can <so> be. <laughs> I guess that's the other side of it is that if it's such a bonding thing, in a way you could see it as like, if we're going to be married, you know, we're going to have to have sex. <laughs> you know it's, yeah, it's yeah. like that sort of like the the way you connect with somebody and i don't know the ex, the exposed sort of thing and the lending yourself to somebody else mm -hmm. and being there's definitely that level of connection that goes on where i get how somebody could definitely present that but right it was just an interesting psychedelic yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. thought and perspective to hear mm. I want to, I, I definitely am thinking of future things that we could talk about, but I'm trying to think if there's like a funny little anecdote. Why don't we just talk about, um, how about we just talk about the, the couple times where we've done it to get like your first time. I know this has particularly been a lot about DMT, but a lot of the times I just talk freely on psychedelics at will. 
when you did it, what was like, because you talked about acid, what was the most surprising part of DMT, you think? Hmm. Or the, what stood out the most? Um, I guess just, oh, oh, closing your eyes and being somewhere else completely, like seeing something even more vividly than you see real life, like when you close your eyes is, That's is, a, good a, one. is a pretty like unique experience. Being able to be somewhere else entirely, it's crazy. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, Losing like the sense of like this existence and and going into that one. How do you feel right now? By the way, um, I am definitely pushed and pulled in several directions. <laughs> yeah. I feel good. Yeah, I feel good though. I yeah. can definitely tell I've had three of these seltzers. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I definitely can tell I had some mushrooms, and I think I can tell I had some edible. So uh-huh. it's all coming together nicely yeah, yeah. for a grand, grand ending. Yeah. Playing music mm. did, because his DMT is not one people talk about. Like everyone talks about eating acid and playing music, but right. was it, was it like, how was that different? How is it different to do DMT and play music than say another psychedelic for you? Um, I don't, it it just opens up a more I don't know it opens up a more just a different view of of what I want to do when I'm playing music I don't know and but it gives me a weird confidence in it too but it it definitely is different yeah I would say there must be something to the nature of time losing its construct oh yeah yeah and you being able to like ride the present note and moment more heavily Mm -hmm. and with more awareness that you just have an acute sensitivity to something you don't normally have a sensitivity to. That's true. You're aware of different things. It makes you aware of different things, which makes you think you want to play in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. You hear things ring out a bit slower in a way. Right, right. That's a good point. It changes the way you hear things, which is inevitably going to change the way you play as well. Right. And, but if you're, so like, let's say this, let's say 10 seconds feels like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. But what if you're on DMT time? <laughs> you 10 seconds is what? 30 seconds, yeah, 50 seconds, yeah, a, a minute, yeah. two minutes, right? Yeah, so yeah. if you are coherent for two minutes over a 10 second period, <laughs> how much have you been able to feel and ride and be aware of that 10 seconds. Yeah. There's you, you sense more of what is going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm always shocked. I always feel like I play better. I don't have much experience on other stuff. There's just something like God that felt good and yeah, right yeah. on in so many ways. So I don't know. Maybe one time we'll have to record a DMT concert on here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel, you know what, at this point, I think I just honestly feel too, um, not fucked up in like a super fucked up way, but to try and wring this out any further. <laughs> we talked about some psychedelics, so if you were looking for that, you got it. We talked about some abstract deep, well, you know what, I always need to fall back on this. What do we call this? Lost in the deep end. Mm-hmm. I, so my asides and the way I trail off is exactly what this podcast is supposed to be. So, but I definitely went on some tangents where I felt like I talked in some circles on this one, but just uh, know that that is something you're going to be familiar with. So <laughs> learn to like it. All right.
Cool. See you next time.